0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: Then he hit a two run homer over the monster seats last inning. He swings and hits a high drive to center field. Way back is McKinney, and looking up, it is gone! A grand slam for Turner. In three innings, he has doubled and scored, hit a two run homer, and now a grand slam, the third of his career. Second home run tonight and 10th of the season. And that was a bomb way out of center field, just to the right of the flagpole. And it almost cleared everything out there. Just to the left of the screen that puts up the pitcher statistics. What a night for Turner.
4: Dunna on the call. And that was the highlight from tonight's Nissan Red Sox postgame show and your quest for savings at the Nissan Thrill to drive sales event. Shop your local Nissan store or NissanUSA.com. Joe Weil with the here from Fenway Park after a dominant 15-5 win for the Red Sox over the New York Yankees. The Red Sox with 15 runs on 17 hits. And how about this? Every starter for the Red Sox reached base at least once. But more impressive than that eight of the nine starters with at least one hit. There were four guys with multiple hit games. Alex Verdugo with two hits. Justin Turner with three. Masataki Yoshida with his first ever four-hit night as a major league player. And then Tristan Casas and Pablo Reyes. I actually beg your pardon. It was five. Tristan Casas, Pablo Reyes, both with two hits apiece. So you had five different players with multiple hits tonight as part of this uh, demand, uh, dominant 15-5 win for the Red Sox over the Yankees. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox. Sox review, Brian Frizoco back in our WEI studios. If you want to chime in to the conversation, 617-779-7937. Tell us what you liked about tonight. Are you more optimistic now that the Red Sox uh, beat up on the Yankees in this fashion? They are 35-35 and overall in the season, but again, a big win over in Arch Rival. All right, let's go to the phones now for the first time tonight. We're going to go to Jay in Warwick. Uh, He wants to talk about how the weather might be helping the Red, Red Sox. Jay, you are on Red Sox review. Uh, hi,
3: hey Joe. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious. Like, what do you think? Like, I mean, it's been notoriously cold in New England, and you got a lot of LA guys. You got a lot of you know guys from the Caribbean on this team. It's been a tough place to play, and the home record reflects that. What I do you agree think this you. team is going to do when we start getting some
5: 85 degree nights and you yeah, start we- limbering up a little bit?
4: Jay, we could certainly use them. And it's, it's, it's funny, Alex Cora in his post-game press conference, he just talked about how the weather here has been brutal and it has hurt the Red Sox offense. And, and having been here for a lot of the games where here in late May where we've still had bad weather, uh, I can I can attest to the fact that there were times it looked like the Red Sox hit home runs and it ends up being either a wall ball double or a fly out somewhere. So we could use some warm weather days. And we have seen this offense be good right and we've actually seen them be great it was through that 21 and 14 stretch to start the season where they were red hot they were hard outs to get and they did tonight what we saw a lot at the beginning of the year like Domingo Herman, the starter for the uh, for the Yankees he goes just two innings allows seven hits and seven runs and you know on top of that uh he he had 24 swings against him and just two whips and there were 11 batted balls seven of which hard hit those were the types of performances maybe it wasn't that drastic but we saw a lot of offensive performances like that earlier in the season uh, against opposing starting pitchers and, and that was what was tough to watch with this Red Sox offense in this recent stretch where they really have struggled again they they came into tonight you know eight and 15 over their last 23 games. And in that span, 28th in Major League Baseball in runs scored, 24th in OPS, 29th in home runs. They hadn't been hitting the ball out of the ballpark a whole lot recently. And I do think the weather plays a role in that. I'm not going to exonerate the Red Sox offense for the power drought just because of that but I do think it has played a little bit of a factor. And Alex Cora, again, mentioning in his uh, postgame comments about Justin Turner, and I, I can think of uh, a ball he hit off the wall in left center in the Rays series, the game they actually won against the Rays at home, which probably would have been a home run on a regular uh, weather day. And as I'm talking about all this, it-, it appears the weather is not looking great for tomorrow, so we'll see if we get a, a game in tomorrow. Obviously, it's still scheduled for 7:15 for pitch in that contest but if you just look at the uh the forecast for tomorrow not looking great pretty much the entire day especially uh as we get into you know the 7am part of the morning and then after that it's it's 80 it's eighty to eighty-five percent chance of precipitation, so we'll see if we get the game in tomorrow. Obviously, as of now, we're still scheduled uh, to go, but that's a good question from Jay about the the weather affecting this offense because I, I do think again there have been times where you know we've had some really bad weather days despite it being obviously now where we are in the in the month or in the in the year, uh, you know, hoping to get better weather days. And again, we might get another bad one tomorrow. If you want to grab Jay's line, the number to call in six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven again six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. after this red sox 15 to five win over the new york yankees here in game one of a three game set let's go back to the phones mike in new york uh he's liking the red sox playoff chances after uh this big win over the yankees mike how you doing
5: hey joe uh first of all love your work uh really happy to be on with you um Great game tonight, electric crowd. I tried to bring the energy. Uh, I did not like the organic catch-up, though, that they have at Fenway Park.
4: (laughs) You're one of many.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it's just not good stuff. It's not good stuff. I think, you know what, though? We saw saw the lulls with the offense. Listen, they've been horrible. Situational hitting, been horrific. But did we kind of know that going into the year, right? Like, we're going to have some ups. We're going to have some downs they're going to be right around 500. I'm an optimistic guy. I hate my Yankee friends. Um, I I think we're going to make a little bit of a
0: short year. Let's let these young guys play a little bit.
4: I like the optimism and appreciate the call, Mike. And uh, I know a lot of people agree with Mike on the ketchup part of it. And uh, if you want to grab his line, again, 617-779-7937. It's a night like this that will make you feel optimistic. Obviously, the one downer to the night is the fact that Tanner Houck got hit with a uh, 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 a line drive in the face. We we found out from Alex Core after that that he was conscious the whole time. He did have to leave the game, but the fact that he was conscious was good. Uh, it happened in the top of the fifth inning. Ball hit the upper part of his cheek. He's at the hospital now getting stitches, and course says that we'll all know more in the morning, so obviously hoping for the best for Tanner. But outside of that, it was a great night for Red Sox baseball. And it, and if, if you're a Red Sox fan here, again, outside of uh, the the Tanner-Hauk part of it in that top of the fifth, this was a joyous night to be at the ballpark because you were smacking the ball all over the field against this Yankees team that, again, without Aaron Judge, seems pretty helpless, honestly. And. I think if the Red Sox don't make the playoffs, I think the one thing you could probably take solace in this season is that the Yankees will not win the World Series again, most likely. I'm not going to jinx it for us right now. But, you know, this team, this Yankees team, does not look good. And the Red Sox, you're trying to jump that team right now in terms of wild card contention. You know, obviously, we're only 70 games through the season, so we're not even halfway through. But you're keeping track, if you're a fan, of where the the Red Sox currently sit. And uh, right now, they are... Oh, there's a there's three-way tie right now for that second spot in terms of being games back. Right now, the Red Sox are four and a half back of uh, the Astros, Yankees, and Angels, who are hovering around the same winning percentage. So this Yankees team is one you're looking to jump. You need to win games like this. And what I have found most frustrating about this Red Sox team this year is that it feels like when there's a good team that they're playing, they they, they rise to the occasion, but when they play bad teams, as we've seen uh, in their matchups against the NL Central and really what we saw in this last series against the Colorado Rockies, that you lose two out of three against the Rockies team. That isn't good. You get swept by a Cardinals team at home that we now know isn't good. I think there was some hope maybe with the Cardinals that they turned things around, but you know, they, they are still a bad baseball team, 27 and 43. They've lost six in a row, you know, so they haven't played up. They haven't played well against bad competition but good competition I, they they have a lot of times held their own obviously they don't have a good record against the Rays but you know they, they've put together some pretty good series against good teams we saw what they did against Toronto here at home sweeping four games obviously that's a team that they're trying to jump in the standings as well so you 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 come into these games after maybe a, a bad series against a bad team and think, okay, are they going to show up? And then tonight they did. And it was the offense again, that really rose to the occasion. And uh, I, I think the point there uh, we heard from, from Mike about this being a good offensive team it's shown that that can be the case the problem is as of late it hasn't but obviously tonight a great sign 15 runs they beat the yankees by a score of 15 to 5 let's go back to the phones we'll go to paul in westfield paul you're on red Sox review
1: good evening
3: ladies and gentlemen how are you bud that's a hell of a factual point a It's almost like we're worn out from beating up the good teams, and then we (laughs) play like crud. (laughs) We're absorbing the other team's energy. Ah, Christ, I make myself sick. I I have something juicy for you, though. This is interesting in that alignment. Um, A couple of weeks ago when I first noticed this, uh, the record, when we were in last place, our division is so highly competitive and so much better than the other divisions. The Central Division's first-place team at that point had – like 26 wins or something, and we had 25 or 6. It was that close. And that type of competitiveness within our division, it breeds a better team. So if we can stay healthy and show these signs, I mean, 17 hits and 15 runs, <laughs> you know, that's not a coincidence. And that's the sleeping giant. And we've seen this before. We had this upside-down season. I think two years ago when, when we were in last, then we were in first, and Toronto was in first, and they went to last. So, fortunately, it's a long season, as Danny Picard would say, pump the brakes, know your role, and hold the line. Because, you know, if we stand solid, we're not going to stumble. we just got to keep improving overall. And how does we have those bad news Bears games when the defense suddenly can't see straight, walk sideways, or do anything, and then they throw the game? That little tremor came back a couple a few days ago, and we did it all the time last year. What the yeah. hell is going on there?
4: Yeah, no, and that's and that's the the one of the bigger causes for concern this season, Paul. Appreciate the call. If you want to grab his line, six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Again, the Red Sox beat down on the Yankees fifteen to five tonight on the back of seventeen hits. But yeah, it, the defense has really been tough for the Red Sox this year. This year, and, and I've as I've tried to do all season just update the numbers coming into every game, and you know coming into tonight, they're 29th in Major League Baseball in errors. Uh, Throwing errors, they have the most in the sport. Outs above average per fan graphs, they're the worst in this sport. Defensive runs saved, 25th, fielding percentage dead last. Th- that's been a killer for the Red Sox this season. I saw Alex Spear pointed out that one big difference between the Red Sox and Yankees has been defense, which which was flipped tonight, uh, and, and the Yankees were Brutal. Absolutely brutal defensively. You know, just kicking the ball around, making bad throws, looking extremely sloppy on top of the fact that they couldn't pitch tonight against this Red Sox team. But again, you know, with this Red Sox club, it's been the defense that I think among everything has held them back and that's a major reason why they're not above 500 because it's killed them in so many games tonight they're the benefactor of some really sloppy yankees defense and they committed to errors this being the yankees tonight it was a lot worse than that uh it, it, that does not do justice to how bad the Yankees looked on the defensive side of things. But again, this wasn't a game that the Yankees just gave. The Red Sox really went out and took it because they they fell down one nothing after the top of the first inning. They come back with two runs in the bottom of the first. Masataki Yoshida with his first of four hits, a two-run double to make it 2-1. Then Justin Turner goes deep in the second to make it 4-1. Then they have a six-run bottom of the third, the big blow, the Justin Turner Grand Slam. We'll hear from him later on in Red Sox review. But in the offense led the way 15 runs tonight and it's the sixth time the team now has scored 10 or more runs this season now the last time they did that was back on may 17th so through their first uh 44 games they had scored double digit runs five times. They hadn't done it uh, over their previous 25 coming into tonight, and then they do it and they do it in dramatic fashion. Season high runs, season high hits. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937 if you want to chime in here on Red Sox Review. Wally and Fall River, hang tight. We'll get to you in a little bit. This is Joe Weil on Red Sox Review. Now let's hear what's trending with Brian Frizzoco. <laughs>
0: Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
6: Well, your Boston Red Sox took game one of their weekend series over the New York Yankees behind Justin Turner's six RBIs. That's right, six RBIs. After tonight's win, the Red Sox will play game two of their three-game series against the Yankees tomorrow night at 7.15. Joe Castiglione and Sean McDonough have the call from Fenway on the Shaw's and Star Market WEI Red Sox radio network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. Joe Weil has a Mass Mutual pregame show right here at 6.15 tomorrow. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. Patriots cornerback jack jones was arrested this evening at logan airport and is facing firearm charges according to the police the new england revolution visit orlando tomorrow night to take on orlando city that game will start at 7 30 and in basketball news the nba has announced that john ja morant will be suspended 25 games this upcoming season the league put out a statement this morning saying morant's suspension will be without pay due to conduct detrimental towards the league i'm brian Frizoco, and that's what's trending on WE
0: TuneIn in is the audio platform with something for everyone
5: Anyway, the pitch is grounded weakly to the right side. Easy hop for the lawyer at second. He throws to first. Ball game over. The Red Sox romp over the Yankees. The final Boston 15, and New York five. Red Sox get back to 500 at 35 and 35 with the biggest offensive output of the year, most runs and most hits. 15 runs, 17 hits, and they're now three and one against the Bronx Bombers in 2023.
4: great Joe Castiglione on the final call there. It was a shellacking tonight for the Red Sox against the Yankees beating up on the Bronx Bombers 15-5. You just heard Joe say it. The Red Sox now 3-1 against the Yankees here in 2023. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox Review. We're going to take you all the way up to midnight tonight. The number to call in 617- 779-7937 again 617- 779-7937 along with the great offensive performance. Uh, Just want to note, today was Joe Jakes' first ever big league victory. Third appearance in the majors as well. Uh, He spoke with uh, Joe and Sean after the game, and I I thought it was neat that he mentioned that he was going to give himself uh, this year to see what he can do, make it up to the major leagues, and if it didn't work out, he was going to uh, call it quits on his career. And he ended up making it up here. A very late round pick. He got picked up uh, by the Red Sox uh, after pitching uh, with the Pirates before coming over uh, to the organization now and uh, you know just awesome stuff a great story to see him get up here uh, his first ever appearance was uh, a part of what ended up being a rain delay uh, a couple days ago against the Rockies and then he, he got in the next night uh, ended up pitching pretty well today it wasn't a memorable outing in terms of final line two innings pitch three hits three runs one earned but he got the victory it was his first major league win and he got it against the New York Yankees, too, which was actually the team he grew up rooting for. So how about that? And he mentioned that he's no longer a Yankee fan. He's obviously part of this team, committed to what they're doing. He picks up the win as the Red Sox improved to 35 in 35. And, again, a 15-5 to 5 win for the Red Sox tonight over the Yankees. Let's go back to the phones, a guy I always love chatting to, but love it even more when it's after a win. Let's go to Wally in Fall River. Wally, how you doing? Yeah,
7: what's up, Joe? Uh, good to win. Tonight, but we would do to give somebody a beating. I mean, we've struggled so much scoring runs, but you made the point that they you know that during that winning streak we scored like ten runs uh five times. The Rangers have done that I think seventeen times already this season. but uh as far as the weather, everybody's going to play in crappy weather. I mean the Red Sox play so crappy weather, so does the other team, so you can't use that as an excuse. We just went and had timely hitting. Uh, like at the beginning of the Everybody was chipping in, everybody was red hot. Now everybody seems to have cooled up. Hope tonight is the start of something good, Joe. Because uh, the schedule we got coming up, like I said, uh, if we take two out of three with the Yankees, it'll only be a three-and-three three homestead. Uh, you're going on a seven-game trip, uh, Minnesota, I believe, the White Sox, then they come home for, for the Marlins, which is a pretty good team, and then you're back on the road again with the Blue Jays. So it's not going to be an easy stretch for the Red Sox. But uh, one other thing i like to mention, I heard the Cardinals are ready to trade off some of their players because they're like 15 games under five hundred. What do you think about Paul Goldschmidt maybe coming to the Red Sox, help even out our lineup?
4: Yeah, he would be a, a welcome addition, right, to, to have somebody like that uh, in his lineup or in the lineup. Uh, he, they, they'd love to have him. So it, he signed a five-year, $130 million contract back in uh, 2019. So I'm just trying to look up see where uh, he currently sits in terms of how much uh, – Time left now he has uh, with the Cardinals looks like he has one more year on the deal after uh, after this season. I just wonder with Goldschmidt how he fits the timeline for the Red Sox and what they're trying to accomplish. Right, so they're trying to build a critical mass of prospects to to get this next wave moving forward and build a sus- sustainable ecosystem. Right, to then consistently compete at the big league level. At least that's what we've been told is the plan, and obviously uh, what we've dealt with this season, watching this team, has been frustrating at times. Tonight, not the case, because they hang up 15 runs on 17 hits against the Yankees, but uh, I just wonder if somebody like Goldschmidt fits what they're looking for, and also the Red Sox, they they have to go on a stretch here of really consistent winning baseball, I think, to be buyers, because they have not convinced me that they are buyers at this current juncture, and and frankly, the same goes for anybody listening out there, because they're just 35 and 35, Uh, but if they can... Put together a consistent stretch of baseball, and couple their performance tonight. Obviously, they're not going to score 15 runs every night. This is the most runs they've scored in a game all season. But if they can start to get it rolling consistently again, because that's what led this Red Sox team through the first 35 games when they went 21 and 14, then they can we, we can reassess to see where they are. But they're going to need the offense to lead the way. The one good thing is that the starting pitching has really improved since the beginning of the year. Now, the one quip I have with what they've done since May 17th, so 26 starts span coming into tonight, so 27 starts, but here were the numbers for the starting rotation since May 17th. They they were 5th, actually, in Major League Baseball in ERA, 3.55 mark. Uh, in terms of strikeouts per 9, they were 5th best as well. And then walks per 9, they were 6th best. Innings-wise, this is the one thing that, that still hangs me up, and it was a shame that the Red Sox had to use four guys tonight, but it was because of the injury to Tanner Houck, where he gets hit with a line drive in the face. Fortunately, he was conscious, heading to the hospital, and uh, we'll hear more updates uh, from that about that situation tomorrow. The, that innings pitch, though, for the starting staff, and it'll come back to the Goldschmidt point there that Wally just made. They're still 21st in Major League Baseball, so they're still really taxing the bullpen. Uh, even through this 26-game stretch coming into tonight that I mentioned where they were top five in a couple different categories like ERA and case per nine, this being the starting pitching. So they they haven't shown the full form of... Proving that they are a true contender. Therefore, I don't know if going for Goldschmidt necessarily uh, makes sense. Even though you get you know a year and a half, and, and listen, they could use the bat without a doubt. Uh, but on top of that, you're trying to get Tristan Casas to be a part of your long-term future. Uh, you know, you could DH Goldschmidt, but that's what Turner's here for, and he had a great night tonight—a two-run home run and uh, a grand slam as part of a 6-RBI night. So I, I just don't see Goldschmidt being a part of the equation. It's one of those players that you look at you know, on, on another team, and you're like, okay, that would be really nice to have somebody like that. Uh, and, and what a weird year the Cardinals have had. And they may sell off in a different way, but I don't think the Red Sox are going to be the team uh, that they're selling off to because I don't think the Red Sox would they'd want a player like Goldschmidt, but i don't think what they'd give, have to give up to get him makes any sense and plus again th- their their future uh, at least of now, they they want Tristan Costas to be the guy, and that's why he's you know he's continuing to get time up here and you know still getting you know rolls in or starts in at at first base despite the fact that they're mixing in Justin Turner a little bit more. Again, the number to call in on Red Sox Review six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Joe Weil here at Fenway Park after a fifteen to five Red Sox win over the New York Yankees. We're going to go back to the phones now. David in Florida wants to talk about the lineup changes uh, tonight. Uh, David, how you doing? Howdy. Yeah, you know,
5: I mean, okay, they they won tonight. They put up a, a nice little line, a box box score. Let's, let's just wait. Uh, I mean, I'm sick of all the. Uh, I mean, it, it's like everything changes in the in, in, in everybody's opinion after one big game. I mean, they they're not much different than the Celtics. Uh, in the way they're composed and the way they're constructed. I mean, at best they play emotional. Emotionally, they get up for the big games, and then they lose two or three against a team like Colorado. So, uh, and that just—I'm uh, not going to have much faith, and nothing has changed with me based on tonight's game. But in Cora too, as I like, uh, why I mean, why does he constantly flip flop the lineups? I mean, about two or three weeks ago, he's. Said I don't remember if it was on E E I or not or if it was in the papers or something, but people ta- someone asked him about why he changes the lineup and he kind of like uh, like self uh, like jokingly said oh you know I just pick names out of a hat and he said that kind of self deprecatingly but if he doesn't then what in all honesty Cora, what is. His motivation for 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 flip flopping the lineups, I mean these maneuverings. One day he has Devers batting cleanup. Another day he has him batting second. Tonight he's batting third. Two days ago, three days ago, he said he was going to give, he was going to put um Casas back in the, uh, he he was going to remove him from first base and give and give more time to Turner. Uh, Just the past two games, Casas been right back in first base. I mean he almost just contradicts himself, and I I just don't understand what he does and why he does it.
4: All right, well, and,
5: David, uh,
4: it's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can finish. There, no, I just
5: don't understand it. I don't understand what he does, why he does it, and uh, I mean, I know that that um, High and Bloom has given him a, a weak roster, but I still think that a better manager could do more with this team than Core is doing, and right, well, I just don't understand right, anything Core does.
4: All right. Well, David, I appreciate the call. Appreciate you chiming in here. And again, if you want to grab his line, six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. All right, let's let's focus on the the lineup construction for tonight, and then I want to hit on some bigger points there. I I do disagree there with David because I think Cora, not to say he's perfect or, or really any manager could be perfect, but what I what I really appreciate about Alex Cora as a manager is that. I feel like he's a guy that more times than not maximizes the talent and is good at having his finger on the pulse uh, of the team at large and also the players specifically. I will provide examples why. I did a little bit earlier in the program, but I'll bring it up again. Anyway, let's focus on the lineup tonight for a moment. The way they set it up was actually, I I thought, smart because they went uh, Verdugo, Turner, Devers, Duvall, Yoshida, Arroyo, Casas, Wong, Reyes. Okay, so they go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, right. Okay, so you're making it pretty difficult on on the other side to to game plan against that, right? So, um... You, you know, I think that to have that type of balance and, and then to get Devers and Yoshida back in the lineup tonight after uh, both of them didn't end up playing on Wednesday because Cora's trying to give them uh, a chance to get multiple days off. They had the day off yesterday, obviously, but then to have them not play on Wednesday uh, gives them more time to, uh, to to rest and recover. And that was something he learned when he was in Houston with players like Jose Altuve to try to, 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 to win some off days for these players so that then they can get uh, you know, feel a little bit more uh, more rested, and then get back into the swing of things. And what he was saying is that uh, a couple of days ago, when this was was asked about why he didn't have those players in the lineup, he uh, mentioned that there was a lesson he learned in Houston, and that it didn't really affect players when they were hot. And then on top of that, I mentioned this before: Masataki Yoshida, the reason he gets the day off uh, on Wednesday and then, of course, they had the scheduled off day yesterday, was because of a conversation that his coaching staff had with Yoshida's coaching staff back in Japan. What they found out was that when Yoshida is feeling fatigued, uh, he'll fall into some poor mechanics at the plate and then roll over on pitches, which ended up happening at the end of the Yankees series, and then we saw it in the series against the Rockies. So, they give him rest, and then here he comes today and goes 4-for-4. It's his first four-hit game in the majors. So, again, uh, it was Cora tonight hitting the right buttons, and again, I, you can't say any manager is perfect because no manager is going to be perfect. But I think if you're looking at strengths for this Red Sox team, I think he's a strength in 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 the totality of what he does. And. We've seen it before, because in 2018, you won a championship with this guy, and I feel like in 2021, he maximized that roster and got them as far as they could go, which was to Game 6 of the ALCS. Again, the final tonight from Fenway, 15-5, to Red Sox over the Yankees. Let's go back to the phones. John in Maine wants to talk about the overall makeup of the roster. John, you're on Red Sox Review. Uh, how's
1: it going? Uh yeah, so I, I disagree with the last caller. I don't think this is a weak roster. I think one of Cora's weaknesses this season is he gave too much rope to Enrique at shortstop, and it's, it's hurt them multiple times this year. But I, I feel like if the Red Sox can go on a run here and they do become buyers, I, I'm starting to trust in Haim Bloom's decision-making in the market. Uh, going out and getting Yoshida and Turner has really paid off big this year. The Schwarber move was a big move. The Walker move was that. All these moves had paid off for, for the Red Sox, although he was unable to get those guys back here. Uh, the moves he made in the offseason with Paxton, uh, you know, some didn't work out, obviously, with Kluber and some other guys. But I'm starting to trust his decision-making. I think he's a decent GM, honestly. I know that's probably not the uh, overall consensus right now. But I think he's, I think he's making good decisions. So, yeah,
7: John,
4: if he, I,
1: they do become buyers, I, I will trust his decisions.
4: All right, well, John, I appreciate the call, and, and I and I think uh, this is fair to say from the callers I've I've had now hosting this show that is a uh, that is a minority opinion on, on Hyam Bloom. I you know it's funny because he mentioned the names uh, of guys that that, that Heim has brought into uh, the Red Sox organization the latter two he mentioned i think it was uh, Schwarber and waka i think that's what i remember him saying those two obviously are no longer with the team so you credit him for bringing them in but obviously you'd love to have players like that i think waka more than Schwarber. Schwarber gives you the pop but there there's a little bit on the defensive side that, that that can hurt you although he obviously comes uh, comes alive in big games but uh you, i think you do have you obviously have to give him credit for yoshida and he's been a really nice player. I think one of the contenders for being a Red Sox All-Star, him and Alex Verdugo, another guy he brought in. Obviously, you deal away Mookie Betts, so that kind of negates making that a point. But Turner's been great. Uh, Duvall, when he was healthy at the beginning of the year, I mean, he was Babe Ruth. He was incredible. So that you know, now you get him back. Hopefully you get him hitting a little bit more consistently. Um, but, you know, again, he's made some nice moves. I think it's the, the overarching question at this point is, okay, can he put it all together and make this team a contender by making those you know you know closing on specific transactions right? They they don't bring back Nathan Avaldi ultimately, uh, even though they did try to get him back, it just didn't work out, and now he's killing it with the Rangers right. Michael Walk has had a great season with the Padres. JD Martinez has been good with the great with the Dodgers. Uh, so there's a lot of guys that were you know. Here in Boston that are excelling elsewhere, and that's where the cause is for concern. If you are a fan of the Red Sox with Bloom at the helm, but I think he's made some under the radar moves that that have been nice. And you know she does not under the radar, uh, but you know he's made some moves that have worked. But there have been others that haven't, which is why the Red Sox are where they are at five hundred. I obviously would like to see them be a buyer at the trade deadline, but they have to prove that they are. Uh They are a team that can compete for a wild card spot to then you know you know dip into the minor league system and and trade away a prospect which again you're trying to build up that 's part of heimblub's overall uh plan here is to build an ecosystem where they are a consistent contender uh which by the time Dave Dombrowski at the end of his tenure that 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 pipeline was ranked among the worst in major league baseball. So we'll see where it all goes. Again, some nice moves, but obviously uh, some guys you wish that they had signed and here they are 35 and 35. But a 15-5 win tonight over the New York Yankees. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox Review. Before we hit a break, I mentioned Justin Turner's fantastic night at the plate. He goes three for five, six RBIs, a two-run home run, and a grand slam. And here's what he had to say after the game. What <laughs>
2: Just from a team perspective of the way things have gone this season, I know you beat the Yankees 23 a week ago. But how good does that feel as a team? Yeah, it's good to get off to a, a good start early in a series, uh, score a bunch of runs early in the game, which you know we did really well early in the season, and then it, it's kind of gotten away from us a little bit. But um, you know, just to give Tanner a cushion to go out there and, and pound the zone and, and uh, pitch a little looser.
5: What were those first three
2: innings like for you? Yeah, obviously uh, for everyone. Uh, it was just good offense all the way around. And using the whole field, uh, our left-handed hitters just wore out the monster all night um, for nine innings and found ways to get on base. I think 15, 16 hits and uh, 15 runs, uh, that's a pretty good offensive night. so.
0: For, for a while now. So just being able to kind of get things going, especially against a pitcher you saw just last week, like how much, I guess, confidence is that uh, kind of instill in, in everybody?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's good to get the results. I think, you know, the at-bats have been pretty good throughout, even though, uh, you know, haven't been scoring a ton of runs. Uh, been taking good at-bats, hitting a lot of balls hard, um, just right at guys. And, and tonight, uh, more quality at-bats and, and found a lot of grass. So um, obviously it helps for the confidence of the offense to to see the results and uh you can preach process 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 all you want but it's it's human nature to you know want to get the result as well what was the reaction in the dugout when uh, that happened with tanner there yeah just a scary moment and um you see him go down like that and not sure where it got him and um but to see him get up and walk off the field, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him uh, in the clubhouse, but a couple of guys did, and uh, he was in pretty good spirits before he went to the the hospital, get some scans, and uh, we'll check in on him, and, and hopefully it's, uh, you know, a few stitches, and he'll be back out there. Does that? Take you back at all, just kind of your own situation in spring training recently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, it's scary uh, when anyone gets hit up in the head and, um, you know, obviously he was bleeding right away. And uh, so he got his stitches back there. And like I said, he was in good spirits and uh, I know he's a tough guy, so uh, he'll bounce back quick.
5: I was kind of joked that the uh, the weather,
6: might I played a factor in, in you tonight getting, getting some carries out there and, you know, kind of warmer nights here in away, how the ball kind of carries a little bit more. How fortunate or how much looking forward to seeing some, more, some hotter nights in summer as it heats up out here the ball starts to carry off, off the
2: battlefield. Man, AC's trying to take some credit away from me, huh? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, I talked to Dustin Pedroia about this a little bit, and, and he talked about, you know, the difficulties of hitting in the first two months but if you can kind of you know keep your head above water once the weather turns and it warms up this is a great place to hit so uh, obviously this is one of those warmer nights and and the wind was uh blown out a little bit and you see uh, a lot of those balls that you know were caught um you know last month and, and early in the year are going off the wall and uh I was lucky to get one over it so I don't know if it helped the second one I got that one pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
4: All right, so that was Justin Turner chatting after a a fantastic night at Fenway Park. He goes three for five. Hits a grand slam, also a two-run home run, first multi-homer game since September 11th of last year, and the Red Sox win 15 to five. You heard him talk about uh, Tanner Houck, and, and the question was actually uh, one of the questions was about the incident that he had uh, in spring training when he got hit by a pitch uh, in the face, needed 16 stitches, uh, and and uh, you know again that was a scary thing. Today was a scary thing with Kyle Higashioka getting hit, uh, hitting a line drive right at Tanner Houck, gets him. In the right cheek, it looked like. You get him on the face. Uh, and uh, we, uh, Pete Abraham just tweeted this out of the Boston Globe. He said Tanner Houck is at Mass General with his wife, Abby. Garrett Whitlock said Houck was making jokes jokes before he was taken to MGH. Cora did not know the result of x-rays, but the initial reports are thankfully positive. So great to know that How uh, Tanner's in good spirits and, and again, uh, obviously a scary sight, but uh, the fact that he was able to joke with Garrett Whitlock, that's obviously a positive sign. And uh, again, the Red Sox went 15-5. to Justin Turner, a big hero tonight, and you heard him talk about the first home run that ended up uh, being hit out. It was at 367, 367 feet to left field. So maybe aided a little bit by the ballpark confines. It's out in 14 of 30 ballparks. The second one he got all of, 429 feet to center, a grand slam. And, again, the Red Sox with a huge offensive outburst, beating the Yankees 15 to 5. This is Joe Weiland, Red Sox Review. We'll wrap things up here on WEI right after this.
0: From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEI, New England's sports original. This is
5: Red Sox Review on WEEI. Ramon ready for the 1-1. Here it is. Swing and a high fly ball left field back toward the wall. It goes, and it is off the top of the wall. One run is scored. Devers being waved home, and he will make it the throw into second base. It's a double for Yoshida, and the Red Sox lead it two to one.
4: Yoshida and the Red Sox offense. Yoshida goes four for four. The Red Sox bang out 15 runs on 17 hits and beat the New York Yankees in game one of a three-game set, 15-5. to Joe Weil with the here on Red Sox Review, wrapping things up. And the Red Sox offense had five starters with multiple hits tonight. Verdugo, Turner, he had a grand slam tonight. Yoshida, Tristan Casas, and also Pablo Reyes. The one downer tonight was, of course, Tanner Houck leaving the game after a line drive. Hit him in the face off the bat of uh, Kyle Higashioka. Uh, Kyle Higashioka, Houck ended up receiving stitches, and he was checked uh, into a hospital. Uh, he went to MGH after he left Friday's game. Uh, but Alex is saying he was confident just the whole time, so that's good. He's got a cut. He's in the hospital right now getting further tests and obviously we will know more at the end of the night. And then he finished out the quote saying, but he got lucky. That's certainly the case. And uh, we heard from Pete Abraham of the Boston Globe saying on Twitter that he was, uh, uh, Garrett Whitlock was saying that Tanner Houck was joking with him uh, after that happened. So that's obviously a-, a great sign. But the Red Sox take game one of the three games set over the New York Yankees, and now they will play game two tomorrow, weather permitting, although it's not looking great uh, in terms of the forecast for tomorrow's game, so there's a a good possibility that instead of tomorrow having a game at 7:15, we'll play a doubleheader on Sunday. But again, as of now, scheduled for 7:15, first pitch tomorrow uh, here at Fenway Park, and Brian Bayo getting the start for the Red Sox and. In- Boy, he's been awesome for the Red Sox as of late. Last five starts, 2.79 ERA, 25 strikeouts, 29 innings pitch. He has a fifth of 3.59 as well over his last five outings. Really liked what I saw from him at Yankee Stadium and pitching against this Yankees team already once before. Uh, in that game, he went seven innings, three hits, two runs, two walks, three strikeouts and a game that the Red Sox ended up winning in extra innings to take two out of three against the Yankees. And obviously, Bayo is a huge part of the Red Sox' future and a guy that they hope will continue to mature into a top-flight starter. We're seeing some signs of it already this year, which is awesome. And again, you think of the the rotation in general, who are the surefire guys moving forward? Uh, That is uh, really where... uh, that, that's a guy that you can at least rely upon. So, y- again, I'm excited to see what he can do here against the Yankees. Clark Schmidt on the other side. Uh, he is 2-6, and six, 4.70 ERA. And, again, the the Red Sox looking for another victory against the Yankees, looking to build off this one. Uh, they beat the Yankees 15-5 to tonight here at Fenway Park. The offense with a season high in runs and hits and the Yankees pitching staff could not do anything about it Yankees defense not showing up as well and all to the Red Sox benefit who are back to 535 and 35 in the season And now they turn to one of their young guns on the mound, Brian Bayo, to put together another good performance. want to thank Brian Zogo back in our WEI Studios. First solo show on Red Sox. Review for Brian. Did a fantastic job. And I want to thank again our entire crew tonight. Joe Castiglione, Sean McDonough, uh, Doug Lane, who's still here working on things. I'm Joe Wild saying so long from Fenway, the final one, final time. Red Sox 15, Yankees 5. You have been listening to Red Sox Review here on WEEI.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word.